Hello and welcome to another episode of the Christian Reeve podcast, part two of my interview with Ryan Keith. Thank you. I hope you enjoy it. I should make you do my editing. <laughs> we could. We definitely we definitely could. No, but uh I'm the same as you. Like before the before the podcast, I did uh I went to the gym and so basically it's just all water, you know. Oh right, so, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, so I'll tell you something I've discovered recently about gym, and I, I don't know uh, if this works for other people, but like I've discovered if I eat like a lot the night before, yeah, and then, and then go the next day, like earliest, like 11, 12, I suddenly have mm-hmm. way more energy and strength, and then I'm able to do loads of weights and stuff. So I'm in like my happy zone. Whereas if yeah. I if I if I leave the gap long enough, I just have no strength. So I guess it makes sense. I don't know. Yeah, because that's where all your energy, all your calories are coming from. So your calories are your energy. Absolutely. But that's why a lot of people do like fasting, you know, before they go to the gym, if they're trying to lose weight, because then, you know, you're just burning all your calories. So, yeah, I get that. That that makes, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. But no, uh, but to your point of uh, just staying humble, you know, like you said, I mean, you just ultimately have to stay humble so let me ask you so on tiktok which video did she see i don't know i have no idea i didn't ask i didn't want to know <laughs> really yeah no because like you know it's just awkward you know so do you i mean on tiktok because i don't personally have TikTok. i had it for a while but then i i got off of it because i was just like this is just too much you know what i mean it's just just too much stuff you know around here on TikTok, on TikTok. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to get off of it. But what do you usually post on your, on your TikTok? So I've got three accounts. I've got one for the podcast clips, one that's like my mess around use TikTok for it's intended for and jump on the trends and reach people. Mm -hmm. And then I've got my main account, which is more for like self tapes, music, like songs, stuff like that. And that's how, okay. I've, that's how I've split it out, really. And it, and it kind of works. It's, it's, it's cool. I mean, I purely use it to interact with people, to, to spread awareness, and, and to, you know, I have fun with it and, and stuff, but I, I look at it as an advertising tool, like, to, to promote myself, to, to reach people, to, you know, it's why I do everything that I do online. It's, it's free media that you can use to promote yourself and reach people, and, you know, who knows where that could lead? Who knows who you could end up working with i mean it's highly unlikely that you know this stuff will ever lead to me getting any acting opportunities but you don't know you never you know yeah you don't you just don't know and to be fair it's it seems that more and more people and institutions are taking note of of platforms such as tiktok and taking it more seriously and using it so mm-hmm. i mean maybe it's a matter of time before the acting industry starts taking it seriously but i mean but then again i don't know i've, I've had a lot of rejections lately um which yeah, makes but that me... just happens no That's no normal. i know i know but it's it's interesting react like rejections like it's not just like oh sorry we're not interested that i can deal with right yeah it, like i'll give you a good example do, do you have a website called spotlight in the u.s or no i'm we might i just i personally haven't heard of it but we but we might but go ahead what's that the, the, there's one here in the uk called spotlight and okay. um it costs a bunch of money to get on there and also there's like a whole process where they review all of your acting credits and see if you're like good enough to be on their site and everything. Right. And apparent, par- this is what I've heard. Apparently in, in the industry, it's like 
that's what the at least the UK directors look at and and take seriously. So if you don't have a cast uh, spotlight profile, then like who cares? We don't care about you. Kind of attitude. Not completely, but that's what the information I've been given. And I got an I I got an email back from someone, and they were like, "Oh, do you have a spotlight profile? We can't find you." And I said, oh, no, sorry, I haven't got one yet, but I've got an IMDb with credits. I've got a backstage mm-hmm. profile. I've got a website. I've got loads of examples of, you know, I've, I've got lots of examples of why you should employ me. And right. it, they just <laughs> bluntly just turned around and said, oh, we only work with spotlight actors. <laughs> and I, I just screenshotted it and I was like, cool, nice one. <laughs> I'm, see, I'm going to collect all of these one day and then, yeah. If, I, if I ever make it, I'll just make a collage of every single rejection I ever got. <laughs> like, look what everyone missed. Look what everyone missed. But look where I'm at now. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's... it's <laughs> no, I do, do you know I what? Know like, what it comes down to this. Like, being rejected, yeah. that's fine. That's part of life, right? But sure. how, you, how you deliver that message, that's totally up to you. That's... Yeah, you can be a jackass about it. You can be nasty about it, or you can be really nice about it. I've had, you know, I've had many, many really respectful rejection letters uh, recently that have said like stuff, everything from like, oh, hey, really, really sorry, like we're quite full right now. We're not working with anyone else, but thank you. And I'm like, yeah, that's great. You know, they, t- they, someone took the time out of their day to tell me that to let me know, and they were respectful about it. And I respond in due course. I'm like, hey, thank you so much for for considering me, and thank you for your time, and wishing you all the best. You know, and that's cool. Yeah. No, that makes, I think that makes a huge difference sure. um, that they took that time as opposed to versus just not saying anything back at all. Well, right? I mean, I understand that too. Like that, that's okay. If you don't have the time to respond, it's understandable. I mean, think about how many hundreds of thousands of people are applying. Do you know what I mean? Like to right. get, to even get a response is a big deal. That's the way I looked right. at it. Um, but people that are rude or, or like just crappy. I mean, it's, I don't know, man. I, I don't think it's necessary. Like, for instance, I got something recently with, with this company where they were like, oh, yeah, we, we'd be happy to work with you. But, oh, yeah, you just don't have the numbers. Screenshot. Thanks for that. Appreciate this, that. This, you mean like the numbers like uh, On, the online? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that, oh, okay. and that's what I was going to bring up. There's so exactly many companies. That, so many companies. That's the thing. So many companies and institutions equate that to like, oh, oh, you don't have five. Mm-hmm. We don't have uh, 100,000. So uh, you're nothing. Mm-hmm. you're nothing that's exactly exactly it and when you brought up spotlight I, I promise that was the that was what i was going to bring up is that a lot of these companies now they are taking tiktok and instagram and all this stuff so serious because they feel that it's a mar- it's marketing right if you have a hundred thousand people following you you know they're mentally they're thinking okay well if we put this person in a movie x amount of you know and they have their percentages and they you know they have their market people that do this for a living so, and, and all this kind of stuff they're like x amount of people are going to probably watch this movie or watch this commercial or you know buy this brand and so you know that's what you see at the bottom of these if you have five thousand followers you know apply if you don't don't apply you know that's well, where the industry is going have you seen that then because i've not seen that specifically but that i've, happens seen, in the that. States. I've wow. seen that looking for x amount of thousands of followers looking so, so for you, x like, amount of yeah, so like, oh, you don't apply if you don't have 5,000 followers or something. Exactly. And they, they won't say don't apply, but they'll say looking for X amount of thousands of followers. Do you That's have a mad. huge TikTok yeah, a following, a huge Instagram following? Send us your social media and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's where these companies are going because it, it, 
it's free marketing for the company. And I mean, not free, you know, you pay, you pay like a little TikTok or Instagram or whatever, you pay them some money, but the money that they're expecting to get back off of that investment, you know, for X amount of followers that people have. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's easy. And then from TikTok or an Instagram or, you know, if you have X amount of followers, now you can go promote yourself anywhere and companies will believe that you're a, you're a gold mine. It's completely changed. The world has completely changed now. Now everything is social media and exposure experience. How many people know you? So, you know, I, <laughs> I know I get it. I completely get it. Now I haven't heard of the spotlight thing. How much does it cost? How much is spotlight usually? I think it's like 300 pounds a year or something. I don't know. Something, I mean, look, it might not sound like a lot. Uh, I think there might even be a monthly thing, but mm -hmm. I, I don't know. Like, and it also kind of made me think like, well, what credits mean something as well? Cause they rejected me because I didn't have enough, like my credits weren't reputable or something, but what I've got mm -hmm. on IMDb is I've been featured on a few podcasts. Uh, I've been featured in audio dramas I'm um, the lead in a short film that had a fairly sizable production and I'm a supporting artist in another production that had a big production as well, a uh, budget as well. Um, so, I mean, it's not the biggest thing ever, but it's something, you know, I would have right. thought that meant something. I mean, I've got other credits which are uncredited, which would help, but they won't ever get recognized. Like for instance, I, wa I was in Tenet, but it won't ever get given as a credit because Right. I'm not in it. I don't have any speaking. That's the thing I found as well. Uh, unless you have a speaking line, apparently you don't get credits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Unless you, yeah, exactly. Unless you add something to it verbally. Yeah. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, no. That, that's, that's a rule. Yeah. If you're in a movie, try even just to get one line in, just like, no, because then you might get a credit. <laughs> something. And then, you know, what? and then you put that on your reel. And your whole, you know, and then your editing software where your reel just basically looks like this. Because all you have is no. That, yeah, here's it. me and Mission Impossible. No. Brilliant. There you go. Brilliant. The second. Brilliant. Now you're, listen, now you're union. Now you can get on Spotlight. And now your whole career just launched from that whole no. <laughs> right? Well, you never know, man. You never know. <laughs> hey, right, look, careers have launched for a lot less right? Careers have launched for a lot less. And, and speaking of like everything that you see now, I mean, it's, I think that's why, cause you brought it up about how, you know, being famous was easy because there's so, because it's so, there's so much saturation now. I think there's so much saturation with social media because of how you can go on social media, you can do something and go viral and now you're famous and it can be something stupid. You go viral. Now you're, you know, all it takes is that one video or all it takes is that one encounter with somebody that you just posted online. You know, everything is online and it'll make you go famous. And so, oh, so let me ask you, do you think that now, because it is so easy to be recognized, you know, from a viral standpoint and just in general, do you think that that has affected the way talent is coming up in the world? Do you think that more people are saying, okay, well, I don't really necessarily need to be talented. I don't need to be a great actor. I don't need to be a great singer, writer, whatever. But do you think that now people are taking the easy way out and they're just like, oh, I'll just do something stupid on Instagram or TikTok and become famous? Or do you think that talent will always be important in the entertainment industry or becoming famous? Or we'll say in the entertainment industry. That's what the matter is. 
you take acting as an example, like, okay, yeah, maybe you might have a big following, but if you've never acted, if you don't have a talent for acting, then you're going to be a trash actor, aren't you? You know? Right. And at the end of the day, if you're making a production, a movie, <laughs> depends what it is. If we're just like, oh, okay, I had a cameo in an Adam Sandler movie, then yeah, who gives a fuck, right? Like, it's just for fun. But if like, okay, you've just been cast as, okay, like here's a really good example, right? Okay. Um, Harry Styles has been sort of going into acting more recently. You know, he's a big musician. Now he's sort of transitioning into, into acting. And do you know what, from what I've seen, he's a good little actor. You know, he's, he's, he's clearly trained for it. He's clearly got something. He's been giving lead roles and he, he deserves it. You know, uh, different industry. Uh, Logan Paul is, uh, became big on, on YouTube um has a background in amateur wrestling signed a contract with wwe and started oh. wrestling for them and you know what has actually done a fantastic job because he's put the he's better than some of the people on the roster who've been there years <laughs> and it comes down to work ethic and, and putting and taking it seriously and that that like work hard work and uh, what you put into it will always be more important than you know you're following or whatever because and don't forget like your following can can wean it can disappear and you know like again there's a there's a difference between being the flavor of the month versus being respected for what you do mm-hmm. you know what i mean like th- that kind of people respecting you for your craft and what you do means that they might be lifelong fans of your work Whereas if you just right. get like a viral video or viral videos, that doesn't necessarily mean that people are fans of you. Well, they might be, they could be wrong. Like people could be right. fans of your comedic style or whatever. Or, but you know, when you see people, especially people that like, they get like one viral video and then they sort of build a like mini career off that. And like, I'm not taking anything from that, by the way, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that like, <sighs> I, I really do feel like there's a big distinction between being a celebrity online versus the acting industry and stuff like that. Like what I'm quickly learning is that, yes, you might be able to build a presence online and, you know, be seen by more people and potentially even casting agents and stuff who might be looking at these websites. But the fact of the matter remains that the entertainment industry is still a separate entity that you have to prove yourself in and you have to, uh, and this is again, why it makes sense to be humble and be, easy to work with on sets and stuff because you know you're going to get more roles you're going to be able to mm-hmm. be referred by more people you know whereas if it's all like oh i got this amount following you know i've got this many people following me so this is why you should give me a part in the movie <laughs> that right. might that might work for a few people but i think a lot of actors sorry a lot of directors and such are probably not going to want to work with you right because you have that. an ego because you have an ego now that. you automatically in their mind you automatically and let's well, be realistic that, that, like, but, but, but but like well, what does it mean like let's say you've got five million followers right okay. and a director is thinking about whether or not to cast you in the movie like okay yeah maybe that might be worth tapping into from a marketing standpoint that might be worth tapping into but at the end right. of the day a movie has a budget right and so, then it's projected sales and if your acting is trash and it brings the movie down and then that movie flops who are they going to look at they're going to look at you and be like you're the reason that this flopped right you know um i mean we we, we saw it with uh, kind of with um what was that movie <laughs> it's morbin time uh Morph- morpheus is it no not morpheus morbius sorry morbius morbius yes gerard Ger- Ger- yes. that's interesting because okay you had this huge actor, Gerard Leto, uh-huh. 
and from what i understand a not particularly great story it was a big just power no big market employee they pumped loads of money into it but it apparently just wasn't good and the internet dunked on it and made memes about right. it and people looked people in the industry looked at that like oh i think the production company looked at it like oh this is an opportunity so th- when the movie originally flopped they took it out of the cinema which i didn't even know that companies did this but yeah they took it out of the cinema and then they re-released it thinking that oh it's got online buzz for the wrong reasons but it's got online buzz and then it right. again and then they just took it away again and it's like the internet world is different from the entertainment industry it's a different world uh and but that's not to say that people can't get opportunities because we we have seen people get those opportunities but they still have to work just as hard i mean you look at someone like uh ksi the rapper in the uk uh you know he's done things like youtube boxing and he's branched out and he's he's becoming a bigger celebrity more and more over time but he still has to work just as hard he has to work yeah he gets opportunities to work with people in the industry and stuff but he has to just bust his ass working really hard to get those opportunities still and continue to get those opportunities so make no mistake like it might make it a bit easier. You know, you know, it's, the way I look at it is online status and followings oh. prob- probably get you an interview and that's it. You still got previous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can see that. And, and I guess, I guess my, and you actually answered it, you know, pretty dead on. I guess my thing was like in an example of KSI, I mean, he has talent, you know what I mean? He actually has talent. So I would be I would be more so speaking of and you answered this actually of like the person that does the viral videos like you said right like the viral videos that is not talent it's just so that way they can get out there and become famous you know don't care about acting anything like that just to kind of be famous but that doesn't hold audiences attention in the real world in the you know in the entertainment world you I know agree. in a movie in a movie that doesn't hold audiences attention because you can do something stupid and videotape it doesn't equate to, Oh, he's going to be an amazing actor. Well, I mean, if we go back to the Logan Paul example, I think that's a really good illustration of that or a demonstration of that because it's like, and me as a rest, I've been a lifelong wrestling fan. I, I kind of knew that he was going to be good, but only because he'd had that amateur wrestling background. If he, if he had never stepped foot in a wrestling ring ever in his entire life, and he'd never had any training, I would have been a bit more like, hmm, how's this going to mm. go? Like maybe Bad Bunny is an exa- more of an example. Um, the, the rapper, he also wrestled for WWE and did extensive training for it and was also really, really good. Um, and he comes from, you know, music industry. Logan Paul comes from online celebrity status, but they both people looked at them wrestling fans looked at them like mm, is this really gonna is this gonna work i don't know i don't think this is gonna go down very well and then it worked out boom but because of hot but they still had to prove themselves right to those audiences right so yeah they are i agree with you they are different industries and you have to prove yourself and that's it simple yeah. as that they are they are completely different industries and that's another thing i'm learning because like you said online status doesn't translate to, to real world status. So you think that there will always be that world for actors, actresses, you know, singers, you know, just talent. I, I'm just going to say talent. What well, again? And skill. Yeah. And also, I think it comes back to our conversation before about the difference in mediums, difference in content. Like movies okay. and TV shows are longer forms of content. Right. And they, you know, they require years and years of training and, 
dedication and passion and you know and drive and you know some of those people that are getting those breaks have been working very very many years before they get them like i think the guy who got cast as hopper in um stranger things uh, the cop he 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 only entered acting later in his his life but he'd been pushing for a while before he got that role and i think he was not even due to get that role it just kind of came eventually and then he got it and then it changed his life but he was still working very very hard for a number of years before he got there and there's many instances of that where people have worked hard i mean and and faced a lot of adversity and and eventually they get they get their break um which gives me hope by the way i am i am looking at that yeah um yeah yeah well, you always hear about that story, right? Sure. You always hear about that. Oh, yeah, that person, they were living in their van for, you know, 16 and a half years or since they were born. And then, you know, just one day they stumbled upon somebody that gave them a chance. And next thing you know, they're rich. So you always, it's right, true. You always hear those it's stories. It's true. My, my go to is always, um, what's his name? Arriba. Arriba. Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. In the Godfather, he was broke around that time, and mm-hmm. the I think it was the director Francis Coppola didn't even want him as the lead. He was like was like against it, and like the rest of the people on set had to like push for him to be to be included. Yeah, or I think maybe the maybe it was the production company or someone else pushed for him, but the director didn't want it or something like that. And um, you know, and he was an impasse in his career, and he got that role, and then it look at look at how it his whole life for real and it was made for him that role couldn't imagine anyone else in that role right and you know it just depends on the vision but i like i said and so that's another thing that keeps you going because you're like at any point in time anything can change right at any point in time anything all it takes is that one eye that one right person that one opportunity that one one door open for somebody to contact you and be like hey i saw your podcast and you know what (laughs) I like your setup. I like your questions. I like your, you know, right. All it takes is that one thing. And that's why we keep doing it. That's why we keep putting it out there, putting it out there, putting it out there. Right. Because this is our, this is our truth. But at the same time, like anything can happen. And you know what they say, right before you get to the gold, that's when you, people usually stop, you know, that's when they stop digging right before they get to the gold. And so imagine you go your life and you stop, your podcast stops. You're like, I'm over it. I'm going to go get a job. I'm just going to be a wagey, you know, and go get a job. Right. And maybe one more podcast, somebody would have saw that podcast and been like, oh, I like him as an online host for such and such, whatever, you know? Damn, you're inspiring me here with this. It's true, right? No, no, I agree with you, man. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) You know, that's part of the, yeah, that's part of the things that is so, I think, intriguing about this business is that literally you never know what's going to happen. You never know. And you can almost create your own future, you know, because that's what it is. You're creating something out of nothing. You're looking at your podcast, you know, you had an idea and now look at it. So it's just creating something out of nothing, being like, I have this idea. Okay. It's going to suck at first, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it Lord, work. Oh, did it suck? <laughs> right? exactly. You look back at that and you're just like, oh, oh cringe, man. So, right. There's, there's someone, there's someone right now. Um, shout out to Witchy Pops and her friend who are checking out my older episodes. Yeah. 
<laughs> and um, they were like, oh yeah, we're going to, instead of looking at the, like working our way backwards, we're going to start from the beginning onwards. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I feel like some, some of the early ones are, I won't say trash. I'm still proud of them, but like, ooh, I did not find my footing for a while. <laughs> it took me a while. <laughs> I was just shy. I was nervous. But um, that's what, ha- but that's what happens. And that's the whole Simpsons thing. Like I was telling you, right. You, you just put it out there. It sucks. But after you watch it, you can see what you can tweak, what you need to tweak because it's right there in front of you. Because when you're in your own mind or even on paper, it's like, eh, whatever, this sounds great. But when you put it out there, you know, to visualize it and you're like, oh man, yeah, this is horrible. Okay, I know what I need to change. It's this a different trash. world. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like this is, and that's similar for my first few seasons, episodes, seasons, whatever. I was like, man, this kind of sucks. Like, I'm, you know, I'm glad that, you know, two people that are watching it like it, but this sucks, <laughs> you know? and then you start getting ideas and you start being like i can tweak this i tweak that and the next thing you know you have a simpsons been on for you know 40 seasons never know man you never know a couple of final questions for you sir Sure. sure sure what is happiness to you oof oof happiness to me you know what happiness to me i think is doing what i enjoy doing which is this writing thing um and acting like i said you know occasionally but um i think just being able to do that not having a schedule being able to do and create what i want to create i think that would be i think that's happiness to me like when i'm in front of the computer and I'm editing a video or uh, I'm writing, you know, trying to come up with new ideas to write things. Um, that's happiness, you know, and, it, and, it, and it's so crazy because I know it's so simple, you know, and when I try to explain somebody, they're like, well, why don't you go traveling and why don't you do this and why don't you do, and I'm like, because it's cool, but that's not my idea of happiness. You know, my idea of happiness is sitting down in front of my computer you know, with no cares in the world, right? No cares in the world. Like I'm just going to sit here. I have X amount of hours to create something or to edit something or to whatever, maybe get a pizza, you know, and just be there. Maybe have some music or some, you know, show on the side, just being there. That is my happiness. And then of course, and then the gym, because, you know, know, to kind of, to, to kind of release all that. But now overall, I think, yeah, I think that's, and then talking to people, you know, meeting people that are on the same wavelength, because I've, I've seen a huge difference in from California to Illinois, because so currently right now I'm Illinois, um, just for, you know, a few weeks or whatever, but the California mindset and being around different creative people, you know, that's a lot different than being around people that might not necessarily understand the industry. Mm. You know, because I always feel like I have to tone it down a little bit, like the creative side, because people that don't understand will say, oh, you might be weird, right? But people that have a creative nature are going to be like, okay, I can kind of, you know what I mean? I can kind of see where you're going with that. And I think being around like-minded people is where I feel the happiest also, where I can like, you know, say my ideas out loud, not worry about being judged. 
and being like, okay, this is, this is cool. I think that's, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's happiness. You know, that's my form of, of happiness. Brilliant. Love it. Yeah. What's the best advice you've ever received? Keep going. <laughs> just, just, just literally just keep going. You know, I think that's, that's it. It's just, if you have an idea, do it, right? Because the people that are going to fault you for living out your idea are the ones that have ideas and they never attempted to live them out, right? But the people that have ideas and that are living them out, they understand your struggle, right? They understand how hard it is to, to formulate this idea into something worthwhile. And so mm-hmm. they understand it. You know, and so I think the best advice I ever got was just just keep going. If it sucks, it sucks. But you know what? You 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 didn't fail because you tried. You know, you would have failed if you were 70 years old and you were like, I wish I would have done this podcast. I wish I would have done, you know, this YouTube show. That's when you fail, right? But when you just keep going, okay, so it doesn't become successful, you know, in other people's world of successful, but you did it. And now you know. So I just keep going. Probably best advice. Just who cares? <laughs> you know, just keep going. Don't do it for the fame. Don't do it for that. Do it for you. Keep going. You guys you have a few people watching or listening. Hey, doing it for the right reasons, you know? What's the biggest life lesson you've learned so far? Plans change. Don't adjust. (laughs) (laughs) Plans change. And 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 this can be, I mean, more people, you know, I'm sure COVID, you know, hit with everybody. And this is where, this is probably the biggest life lesson is that, well, actually a couple of times. Because initially, you know, I came to California to do finance, like that's where I was transferred from, you know, Illinois to do finance. And then that dealership shut down. And so I was like, okay, what do I do now? And then that's when the whole acting thing started. And, you know, my whole life growing up, I would have never expected to be on TV, to be an actor, you know, to do any of this stuff. But then that changed, right? When I, you know, found out and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then coronavirus hit and it was like, all right another another fork in the road life you know life change where you got to figure out okay this is going to change my life one way this is going to completely change my life one way which way do you go so yeah it's just expect but you know kind of held your expectations down low you know work hard and do all your things but don't get so caught up in it has to be like this don't be a perfectionist it doesn't have to be like this you know, you can still get to the end goal by going like around, you know what I mean? It doesn't have to be tunnel vision, like other things that are kind of come obstacles, you can still get there. It just might not be exactly how you, how you thought it was going to be. So so does that kind of make yeah, sense? Yeah, yeah, man. Because I know everybody got hit with COVID. Like, how did that affect you? Did COVID affect you at all? Hmm. Yes and no. Yeah. So what was your no? What was your no? Because I can imagine the yes. What was your no? I kind of realized that my life was quite boring. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I realized I need to go out more and and do things more. Um, I'd I'd kind of written like, okay, I'll give you some background. So like um, 
I came back to England just before COVID hit. And okay. then I moved up to where I live now, which is Manchester in the middle of England. Yeah. And it was a new thing for me. I'd never lived here before. I'm from down south in London. So it was all new for me. Okay. And um, I, you know, I'd st- I'd stopped working out. I let myself go. I naively thought that I would easily find work as soon as I came back. And then I would, <laughs> I ended up being unemployed for about a year and a half after that. <laughs> so it was, a, it was, there was a lot of suckage on that front. Um, yeah. And I kind of had a lot of time to think, to be honest. And I realized a lot about myself. I started reflecting on the last five to seven years of my life and what I'd learned most, most of my twenties basically. Okay. And, um, yeah, I, I guess I kind of realized in that time that I wanted to pursue acting. I wanted to do things, all things creative. I wanted to, you know, start taking care of myself again. And, and I, I wanted to pursue my dreams. I didn't want to just do a nine to five anymore. And I realized I had to take the leap and do freelance work and, Stop being scared, basically, and it's been a a, a a process, and there's been a lot of steps to it, and it's still going. But um, that that was those were the probably the biggest things that I learned, um, you know, about myself and and what I needed to do and and everything, and and also just just not writing myself off as well. I kind of wrote myself off as being like too old to go out and party. You're never too old to party. Just put that down now and secondly um, yeah just just yeah and also just you know you got to go out there and and try different things like yeah you're getting older and yeah there are things that you know maybe you can't do anymore because you're a bit older but there are other things you can do now that you're older it's it's like it's entering different phases of your life you know that's the way you got to look at it new chapters in a book and it's like what am I going to fill the pages with you know what am I going to do what's what's going to be the next adventure that's how i look at life now and it's exciting you know i'll be honest like my life right now is interesting yeah and i've not felt that well um acting is bringing a lot of different opportunities and uh, i'm learning a lot the podcast means i get to meet a lot of different people and interview amazing people from around the world such as yourself oh thank Um, you thank you for being for being on the show man um when it comes to things like tiktok and doing the stuff online i'm discovering that there are people that are fans of me which is a getting used to that idea of having fans that doesn't right i don't feel like i'm what <laughs> fans <laughs> um but no i did there's a lovely little community i got online that are wonderful wonderful people really supportive and just nice and a real joy to 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 learn from and 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 uh entertain try to entertain you know right um and then you know even just different things like try trying different things out like re- returning to bar work after like five years of not working in customer services like i was nervous about that mm-hmm. and you know i just do it to, to pay bills you know that's it but, um in addition to other freelance things that i do but it's like i actually enjoy it and you know it gets me out in the town center and doing things meeting people having drinks afterwards and stuff and who knows who you can meet doing that you know it's like Mm -hmm. i think 
there's a lot of variety in my life where that before there used to be a lot of boring routine and I'd kind of written myself off. Now life is exciting and every day is different and I don't know what to expect. And some days are good. Some days are terrible. Some days are amazing. Like every day is different and that's an exciting place to be. It is. How about you? I can see that. I can definitely, wow. I mean, I can definitely, definitely see that. I mean, so COVID for you, it was a quote unquote, an enlightening experience. Yes. Because you got a chance to sit down and think about how you want it when this all, you know, kind of blew over. I mean, I don't know if it has or not, but you know what I mean? Like when things open back up, whatever, you're like, okay, now I know this is what I need my life to be like. You did some self-examining and you said, this is what I need my life to be like. Well, it's just, I looked at what I'd been through over the last five to seven years because I went through a lot of tough times, Mm -hmm. difficult times um experiences that weren't good or pleasant you know that it was it was it was rough it was hard uh, most of my 20s has been quite difficult to be honest and some of the hardest times in my life and when i came back here <laughs> it was initially it was kind of like it's like it's almost like deflating a balloon and and then you, now you're pumping the air back in you know Oh, what? oh, is it because, well, let me ask you then. Uh, yeah, why so? Why do you think so? Because I think I have an idea, but I want to I wanna make sure. Why do you think what? What do you mean? Exactly. Like you said, deflating a balloon. Is it because like when you were there in London, you were doing more stuff or you were like, you were there, like you were doing it. And then you came back here and you're, or you came back to Manchester and you're kind of like, oh, I got to start all over again. Is that kind of. Well, okay. I'll, I'll give you some background. So in 2014, I left home. I was 21 and I went to university. So I grew up in London, basically. And um, I went to a place, I don't know, (laughs) international viewers, everyone in the UK will know what I mean. I lived in a place called Surrey, which is about, well, it's about 40 minutes away from London by train, but it's not in London. It's like a different, it's like South, South of England. And, uh, you know, I was at uni for three years and first year was was great and then after that tough times um i won't go into every all the reasons why but yeah there were tough times and then yeah i get it yeah yeah and then i went abroad for 3 years I lived abroad in 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 europe and again more tough times not all bad by the way but just you know difficult things like especially when i look back like cuz at the time i just dealt with it as best as i could and you know, savored the good things, tried to just get through the bad things, you know, what you do in life, right? right? And then when I got back to England and after all of that, and I sort of sat down to compress the last seven years of my life, I was like, oh, wow, okay. You know, because then you start reflecting on things a lot. And the more time you have to reflect on things and examine things, the more you realize about yourself, about life, about everything, you know, and you look at things differently. Mm -hmm. When you're looking back, you always look at things differently to how you did when you, when you lived them, obviously, because right. you're, you're a different person, but it's like a, a retrospective kind of experience where you're learning about yourself and kind of deciding what to do next, but also kind of forgiving yourself, like giving yourself some leeway, being like, Hey, you know what? Like we got through that. Like you don't have to punish yourself about it. Like you can take what you need to learn from it, move on, because life is going to move forward 
with or without you like yeah. and one thing i've learned is to stop resisting life and change and to just embrace it like my decision to go freelance was not a light one i i was terrified about the idea of you know uh, not having a contract not having a fixed way like paycheck stuff like that um and then I realized, like, actually, when, once I started doing it, once life kind of pushed me down that direction, I mean, it was my decision too. I took the plunge, mostly for acting reasons is why I did it. Because um, for those who don't know, acting is, is freelance. That's the way it works. It's project by project basis. Right. Um, I realized that, like, okay, this is what I want to do in my life. And it was ironic because even 10, 15 years before that, I used to think about freelance as like this ooh, spooky era, like, oh, this mysterious thing. Like that's, that's really scary. Right. And, and, and here I am years later doing it. And I'm like, it's not so bad. It's not easy. Don't get me wrong. It's a lot of hard work and you're always seeking mm-hmm. work, but there's a lot of positives about it. And I mean, for example, freedom, being able to choose when, and when I work, I have to work like crazy, but, at least I'm getting to pursue the things that I love more than I am spending doing stuff I don't like, you know, and just little things like that, little realizations like that have just blown my mind and and made me more grateful. Like I'm much more grateful as a human being now. Um, I find myself thanking God, universe, whatever, um, for everything that I have. And I, I think back to like where I was, say five years ago versus now and, yeah very thankful man yeah it it i think if you have the right attitude you know things will happen and things can change and then you can kind of see it as a uh, where was i to you know where am i now but you have to have the right attitude and the fact that you were able to snap yourself out of it you know out of that mode that you know that definitely helps a lot because you have the right attitude because you could have easily just gone the other way of all right, well, I'm not going to act. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to let this drag me down for the rest of my life, right? So I think having the right attitude and knowing which way to go is, yeah. And you did the right thing with the self-reflection. I don't know that I've ever said, said this, what I'm about to say on the podcast before. I've definitely said it in live streams, but the main reason mm-hmm. why I'm pursuing acting and creative endeavors and not doing the nine to five mm-hmm. is, is that like I did that and it made me miserable and i realized that like i can't force myself to do that like i know there's tons of people around the world that do it day in day out and mm-hmm. people people for different everybody is different that's the right. thing like some people are, are super content with 9 to 5 shift work whatever and if you're happy if it makes if it works for your life and and what you're into and whatever your the makeup of what your life is if you're happy roll with it it doesn't matter what the fuck anyone else is saying um that's their life focus on you if you're happy that's all that matters but i realized for me specifically i can't be happy working in a nine to five working for someone else i just can't um and i felt bad about it i felt bad at the oh i'm being paid a decent check and you know my work is piss easy and it's not you know difficult (laughs) right right but i felt like an asshole for fear for 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 what like for not feeling like it was enough. Like I, me- I remember very clearly years ago sitting in this office and I've been working in the job for about six or seven months mm-hmm. and I was just doing like basic marketing work. That's my background marketing. And okay. um, 
I, I was just, I was sick of it. I was bored. I was, I was depressed. I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything creative in my life. Um, and I didn't know at the time that that was the problem, but I was just miserable. And I felt so bad about it. I was like, well, what's wrong with me? Like, are you never happy? Are you never content? But that right there is integral in the whole point. I can't sit and be content. I can't sit and be like, oh, this is fine. I've got to kind of just throw all of my shit against the wall and hope it all will stick and something will work out because at least I tried. Like if it's like what you said earlier, like if everything I do is a failure, well, at least I put my heart and my soul into it and I can just be like, you know what? I, (laughs) at least I gave my everything and I die as a failure that tried. (laughs) But if I, if I'd have stuck in those jobs that I hated and, and never tried and had that, what if that shit would drive me crazy. The what if, you know, what if I have done this? What if I'd done that? I can't live my life with what ifs. It has to be, I give it my all or I just don't fucking bother. And that's it. Yeah. I, I, I hate to say it, but you're right. And, you know, I don't know if it was similar for you that it was for me, like my, my whole not wanting to work for everybody or for somebody else moment, I think came when I literally dedicated my whole life to, um, you know, the dealership that sent me to California. You know, I did, I mean, literally from when I was 22 all the way till I was 30, 29, you know, I dedicated my whole life. You're in your face. Damn. Yeah. This guy, <laughs> yeah, look, looking good. Damn. Thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Um, but yeah, I, I dedicated my whole life, you know, brought me to California and then the dealership just shut down. And, you know, my life plan was be in the dealership world for, the, for my whole life, right? Go finance and general manager, maybe own a dealership later on. And, you know, I started early, so I was like, okay, you know, and then it completely shut down. And that's when I realized I was like, okay, I can't have a boss, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I don't want to have somebody that has complete control over everything, you know, that, I, that I'm doing because similar to you, like, it was great, but I felt like I was missing something, you know? And then when I got into the creative world, I was like, okay, this is what I was missing. Like, this is it. You know, if I'm going to have a job, it needs to be um, very, very flexible, when so, it comes to hours like talk me through that like that 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 process like okay so you, you find out this place closes like yeah, what's what's I, going I, through your head like how do you process that like what are your immediate steps it, you know i honestly think that that sent me into a depression okay because you know like i said i, I gave my whole life to this place i'm in california so i'm 2000 miles away from home <laughs> you, you know um, and of course, you know, I'm with, you know, a couple of people that came with me that are basically like my family, but I'm still 2000 miles away from home. And what my whole life's plan, what I had, you know, planned out for my life has completely evaporated because of one person, you know, because so in my mind, I don't know what to do. You know, my whole life had been kind of very, um, traditional in a way where, you know, nine to five job, like even in California, nine to five job or nine to nine, whatever, um, make money. You know, eventually I figured I would get married, you know, just very traditional and always tried to do things how they said you're supposed to do it. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, but then when that changed, that completely, I think changed my mindset, you know, and we all have those things that change our mindsets, right. That, that you can kind of 
go back and be like, I remember exactly the day that my whole reality changed and that my whole view on life just completely changed. And that was, that was the day. And then, you know, just fortunate enough to where I was in California. And that's when I got, I think like my first little extra gig, background gig, you know, just randomly. I don't even know. I don't even remember honestly how it happened, but it was for like, right. You don't, you don't remember how it happened. Like, but like when you're, okay, so you finished working with this car dealership, you, you're going through this tough time mentally and, and you're like, okay, but you, you got to pay the bills, right? right. So, so like, did you just kind of look at acting as like, oh, I, oh, like, okay. Talk to me about like how it was introduced to you. Like, did someone say, oh, you can make some money doing this. Like, this is easy. And you were like, oh, I'll give that a try. Or was it like you'd always been interested in acting and you just kind of sort of thought, I'll give this a go um, and make me money. So... When I knew the dealership was closing, I started learning how to trade stocks. Oh, okay. And so I became a day trader. So that way I could, you know, make my own money and I would have flexibility, you know, if I had to find another job to find another job. And so I just kind of continued day trading and, and, and trading stocks. And then one day I forgot, I was at a gym in West Hollywood and, and some random guy came up to me and he asked me if I did acting or something like that. And, I, you know, I was like, no, because I hadn't thought about it. I, you know, at that point, I, I hadn't thought about it. And he said, well, you should, you know, kind of get into at least background or, or something. And that's when he introduced me to, you know, the acting. And that's when I was in, like I said, a little YouTube thing. I forgot. I think it was for like Lely Ponds or something like that. It was, you know, something small. But just being around those people, I was like, this is pretty cool. But the day trading pretty much kept me, um, kept me afloat. And then the acting, then, you know, I was like, oh, this is the kind of money that's in acting? Okay. And then I was an extra and I was like, wait, wait, wait. So eight hours a day, I can get paid this or it goes to overtime and I get free food, right? Because craft services is like unreal, right? <laughs> exactly. Craft services is unreal. And you're just like, wait, and I get free food and I literally don't have to do anything except for stand around, take some directions, maybe sit down and holding for a little bit. Okay. This, you know, this is easy. And then it just kind of spiraled from there. And, and then, you know, getting bigger roles and bigger roles. And I was like, oh, okay. There's this kind of money in this. Okay. So maybe a nine to five isn't isn't you know the lifestyle that i kind of want to live maybe i want to live the actor freelance you know make my own future type type life and you know fortunately enough you know i i've met some great people you know yourself included obviously that even though it, you know it's taken a while just meeting different people on different platforms uh, across the country across the world across the pond you know, how random is that? And I've just been grateful since then for just any opportunity that comes up, you know, anything. But that was, man, like I said, I mean, you're in Manchester. I would have never met you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I would have never been on your podcast, man. Dude. If I was in a finance office somewhere. <laughs> you it, know, like <laughs> it, it does blow my mind. Like, I, I was doing a live stream the other day and, and one, of my, yeah. one of my followers said that she was in, I don't know, california i guess and yeah was just listening to my podcast with her friend in the car and then another person was like oh yeah we've been listening to your show 
like while well, we've been painting decorating the house somewhere and i'm right. like what there are people across the world listening to my stupid voice like what <laughs> like oh my god that's amazing but yeah that man is. it's yeah that is man that is congratulations man i i told you, you like before i came on this podcast like i've watched your stuff I, oh wow i mean yeah absolutely absolutely subscribe to all your stuff like i, said, oh, I don't thank have you, TikTok. Sir. I, I was subscribed or you know but like instagram yeah i mean listen man anybody that has a creative mindset and that and that is bold enough and and that's another thing like when i'm talking to somebody and we're watching a movie and the movie is stupid right the acting is horrible and, and you know it and it is it is but it's not a budget movie you know it's not like yeah, a yeah, high yeah. production movie right you, you you kind of expect it you know and i try to explain to somebody that's not in the industry i'm like listen you don't understand how hard it is to put yourself out there right to 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 put yourself in front of X amount of people because, you know, because you'll get judged or whatever. And they say, well, public speaking is like one of the hardest things in the world to do. And so, you know, I'll sit and watching a movie and okay, the acting is horrible, but just the respect factor, right. Of, of, of these people going out in this movie and being like, okay, I know I'm not the best actor, but I'm still going to be on camera. I'm still going to put myself out there that I know only maybe my friends and family is going to see. Like, and just doing anything, you know, putting yourself out there, like it gives me a greater appreciation and, and, and kudos and love for anybody that can do that because it is hard, right? It is hard to, to put down your vulnerabilities and to, and to go on camera, you know, for the world, for people to see. It's difficult. Hmm. It, it's you know, especially if you're not used to that, if your bringing was introverted, like if your upbringing was introverted and now you're like, okay, now I got to flip switch and go outside for the world to see me. That's a difficult, difficult thing to do. So that's why I respect those people so much, you know, and anybody that can get on camera, you know, whether it sucks or doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, just to be able to get past yourself, right. Get, get past yourself and say, I'm doing this, you Fair know, play, man. Fair play. I agree with that. Uh, well, this this has been this has been an absolutely amazing show. It's been one oh, of my man. longest yes, for, for for a long time. We're up to two hours and twenty one minutes. Madness. Oh man, it's been that long. Oh man, it's time for me to take a nap. Thirty five would be hard. <laughs> um, as my final question to you, do you have any upcoming projects or some final thoughts that you'd like to share with our listeners? Yeah, um, uh, upcoming projects. I'm still doing my show, um, so you know those episodes will still be coming out. Um, I do have a movie, a uh, small feature film that I was in um, hey. since I've been back here, actually. It's called uh, Mackenzie. And so that should be out in September. Um, also on Tubi, uh, Shattered Choices as well. So that was another uh, little small, little small film that I was in. Um, but that's just kind of been what I've been doing since I've been back in Illinois for the, you know, for the past couple of weeks, just trying to keep myself busy, you know, while I'm here before I, you know, head back across the country. And um, yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's basically it. And of course this project, which I've been looking forward to, to be honest with you, Ben, I've been looking forward to this, to this for a couple of weeks, you know, Damn. since you told me, yeah, since you told me about it, like I was looking forward to this for a couple of weeks. Cause this is, I mean, to be on a podcast, like you don't you don't understand like I'm still so new to this industry that everything blows my mind. Everything is like, holy crap! He wants me to be on a podcast. Like, okay, <laughs> you know, like everything 
everything, just every opportunity. I'm just like, oh, me? Are you sure? Have you seen me? Like, do you know who I am? Really? You want me to be on it? Oh, okay, I guess. You know, like, so I, I mean, it, like I said, thank you. Thank you, man. This, thank you, man. You, you've been absolutely incredible. Um, I've, I've really enjoyed talking to you about, about all of this. Like this started as me wanting to just understand what your show was and it's evolved <laughs> right. into just a like, what massive... the heck are you doing on there right <laughs> no 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 i what no i will say this and i i mean it i honestly do i think there's legs with with that project i think it just needs tweaking i but okay I, like a good idea is always is a good idea do you know what i mean right. so, sometimes things just need tweaking like crikey my show this podcast needed a lot of tweaking like one of the biggest things i had to learn to do um which people have remarked on as well is, is trying to make it flow better i used to be so rigid and not really i wasn't really a particularly great interviewer i don't think i was too shy and nervous and you know, it just didn't flow very well it's like awkward it'd be like going from one question to the next and one thing i've really tried to do is is make it like flow better and be more conversational and right. you know and, and then it just kind of became that and and that and that's what I pride myself on, and, and other things like being able to ad lib and just kind of just be in the moment, be in the zone, stop worrying about the show, and just make it a good piece of entertainment a conversation, right? But that people can enjoy conversation, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I believe in what you're doing, and and uh, yeah, just thank you so much for this this wonderful conversation, man. Really, really appreciate it. You're always welcome back on the show. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. And and here, any criticisms, tweakages or whatever, you know, that you have for my show, please, you know, call me. I mean, you like I said, you have all my information, send me a message, something, let me know. Because, you know, like I mentioned before, every single episode, every single season, I want to get better. Mm -hmm. Right. I wanted to move up. I, I, I saw where it was. And, you know, I have a vision of where it can go. Okay. You know, I might not necessarily know how to get it there, but I have a vision of, of how it can go. And so any, any criticisms, any tweakages, anything that anybody said, like, I'm, I'm all ears, I'm listening, you know, any stories that somebody has that they'll tell me, okay, listen, you know, this person dot, 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 dot. And they're like, okay, can you make that into something? I'm in like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I'll sit in a dark room and I will create a weird story. Like I will make it into something crazy, you know, but, and so anybody that's willing to engage, I'm definitely all ears. You know, I'm not like, Hey, this is my show. I'm not doing it this way because this, no, 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 no. I'm like, okay, look, if you think that'll make it better, I'll try it out. If it doesn't work, eh, it doesn't work. Big deal. If it does work, cool. What other ideas you got? So, you know, I'm definitely open to, to everything, to criticism, tweakage, you know, tweaks, whatever. So, and you got your stuff on together. So, you know, anything you want to tell me for sure, please just, you know, send me a message and I'll be like, all right, cool. I'll add it to the next episode, whatever, you know, I'm in. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. It's really, really, really been a pleasure. No, and um, no problem, man, like say, you have you. my utmost respect. Yeah. Utmost respect, man, for everything that you're doing. And like I say, you've come a long way, man. So it's, thank you. I'm proud to be on this show. Yeah, and you have my respect too, man. Thank you so much. And to all the listeners of the Christian Reef podcast, as always, be safe, be well, and I'll see you in the next one.